0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Set it up. That's me in the corner. I find it difficult at times to understand what it is people are thinking when it comes to issues. And uh, this one's got me a little stumped. It's the issue of, uh, well, the government says it's tax fairness, and uh, small business owners say it's tax abuse. And the government says we have to close loopholes for wealthy people who earn $150,000 a year or more and who are not paying their fair share in taxes. And the business community says $150,000 a year is not wealthy. And uh, as far as the doctors are concerned, they're saying, look, we made concessions in our negotiations with medical colleges, and those concessions included we wouldn't ask for more money, but we would get opportunity to save some money on on taxes, anyway, it's 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 a huge issue, because remember, small business is the number one employer in this country. Ipsos uh, did a significant national poll, completed a significant national poll on this issue and how Canadians feel about it. I'm going to speak with Darrell Bricker in just a moment, the president of Ipsos. But here are some numbers: fifty-six percent of Canadians uh, support the. Uh, the the changes the government wants, 44% do not, 67% believe proposed changes are fairer, 58% say the changes reduce the incentive for professionals to stay in Canada. It just seems like people are at odds with each other, and then I see that just 8% of the population in this country say they've been following the issue closely 29% say they've been following the issue but don't know all the details. That's fair. While 4 in 10 have heard of it but aren't following the story. Why not? And for 1 in 4, 24% of Canadians, this poll was the first time they'd heard of the proposed tax changes. This is a huge story. And again, the small business community, the number one employers in Canada, and if they decide that... uh, the taxation isn't fair, and they have opportunity to move elsewhere, like out of the country, and they take that opportunity, then jobs will be not only affected, but gone. Daryl Bricker is the president of Ipsos Canada. Daryl, thank you for the time. Um, I'm a little confused. Am I just not understanding?
1: No, uh, you and everybody else. I mean, th- that's the the thing when you get into uh, issues about taxation and numbers and, and all that kind of thing, uh, the average person really doesn't want to be bothered that much with it. And really, uh, you know, when they uh, see the business news come on television, uh, unless they've got, you know, big investments that they're uh, tracking in the stock market, they're probably turning the channel. Uh, So it's not surprising that this is uh, not getting a a whole lot of uh, uh, general attention in the Canadian public. What it is, though, is, is getting some very specific attention for some people who are very well organized and very vocal. And uh, I would say that it's early days for this issue, and all we're seeing right now is the smolderings.
0: Now, how much of these numbers have to do with the personal popularity of uh, Justin Trudeau? I also see in the poll that his popularity numbers are still strong in Canada at about 60%. So is there a significant percentage of the population saying, if Trudeau thinks it's good, I think it's good?
1: Yeah, in fact, that was one of the questions we asked in there specifically, and it was uh, you know sixty some odd percent said exactly that that you know we trust the government to uh, to do the right thing here. And and to be honest, whenever you ask people about tax fairness and making sure that people pay their fair share, it's a pretty easy sell.
0: Yeah, uh, but you have to understand the issue if you're going to provide the answer. Now, do Canadians realize that small business is the number one? Employer in this country?
1: No, they don't. What? What? When we're talking about this particular issue, yeah. they think we're talking about big muckety mucks on Bay Street. They don't think it's the small business person who lives next door. They don't think it's the doctor who they go and see every day. They don't. They don't think it's or, or the farmer that uh, you know was down the street at the farmers market. Mm-hmm. They don't think of those people. They think of exactly as the the prime minister has characterized this group as basically fat cats who aren't paying their fair share.
0: Now, I did a little research uh, on, on this issue over the last couple of weeks, and I see that of Canadians who earn over $100,000, up to $250,000, and even beyond $250,000, those who avoid taxes legally, it's 0.1% of the tax-paying public, and the numbers of returns that were that were delivered to the CRA Twenty-seven and a half million. So zero point one percent is what we're talking about here.
1: Well, I think uh, you could be following the uh, all the rules of the tax system, yeah. and and very much still be falling into this category. And uh, in the government's view, it's a significant amount of money. But this, but this is, is as much about politics as it is about the tax system.
0: Mm-hmm. Daryl
1: also this, this is I'm about sorry. The government characterizing the middle class yeah. as a very specific group of people, and characterizing these people as being out of it.
0: Do people know what the government means when they say middle class? Do they know whether no, they, in fact, fit it to the... 95%
1: of Canadians think they are middle class. I'm sorry? 95% of Canadians think they are middle class. Okay. I mean, we've gone out and asked that question. So it, it's, it's, it's it's kind of a meaningless term. So basically, it's whatever the government describes it as and however the government decides to characterize it. It should mean everybody, but we know quite clearly based on income that that's not the case.
0: So if we are taking another cup of mud... And throw it into the barrel. Fifty-five percent of Canadians say Trudeau's after the money because his government is out of control as far as spending is concerned.
1: Well, that's the other part of this um, that uh, is, is a vulnerability for the government. I mean, when it when it comes down to describing exactly why they're doing this, the fairness argument has some resonance. But then they have this other argument that I, you know is is the one that's raised in that part of the question, which is uh, they say that this is to pay for services that Canadians need. And at this point, Canadians are starting, and actually all the way back to their first budget, they really have a doubt as to why it is that the government has run up its deficits as high as it it has. So there's some questions on the other side of this. Okay, well, you're going to take the money. What are you going to use it for? And by the way, I have some questions about how you're using the money that you already have. So there's this interesting kind of booyah base of all of this stuff being stirred up by this issue, which, as I said before, it's the smolderings of something that could get very big.
0: Yeah, and the numbers, I suspect, uh, would then also have the potential to change significantly.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, what, what this issue really lacks is kind of a symbolic aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, sort of visual uh, um, uh, way that people can get into it. That's why when you see people on uh, social media or some of the interest groups uh, who you know, are well-funded uh, well, well and very capable communicators can turn this into a personal story, and the types of fat cats that the government's talking about turn out to be the doctor down the street, this, this becomes a, an issue of a different character. Yeah. Then the question turns to, why exactly are you doing this again? Yeah,
0: yeah Exactly why are you picking on my doctor? Yeah, the minute that you can personalize
1: it, the worst it gets. Worse. It's like the uh, you know, we, and we see this all the time in surveys. I mean, if you go out and ask people about uh, you know insurance insurance agents, for example, they'll say, "Oh God, I don't like insurance agents." But then you ask them about their insurance agent, they like that that that, that, that woman. She yeah. does a good
0: job for them. Yeah. yeah, personal the personal connection. Daryl, thank you, uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, it's obviously a, a huge story, and uh, it, it's going to gain, gain more traction. Uh, It it has to gain more traction because it continues to be covered, and and we're starting to realize, people I think are beginning to realize, that we are talking about the doctor and the grocer down the street. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Great talking to you. President of Ipsos polling, Daryl Bricker, on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It's a little rich for the prime minister to be constantly harping on $150,000 a year being wealthy when he spends $215,000 $215,000 or $215,000 of our money is spent on his two-week vacation. When we come back, we'll talk to conservative Senator Denise Batters and, of course, our great friend Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca and uh, the former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of independent business, and we'll have time for a lot of calls from you and your point of view. If you're a small business person particularly, 800-263-2428 is the number you can call in, and you can uh, reserve a line. And when we uh, we get to calls, we'll make sure to get you on. 800-263-2428, The Green Show, on the Chorus Radio Network.